Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. For April 2021, we will be discussing the new entry into the Universal Monsters Cinematic Universe, whatever we want to call it, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. But before we do that, Mr. Pickard, is there anything else that you have been entertained by recently? Well, there is one big thing that we decided not to do an episode about. Um, <laughs> I think because it's really a re-release of sorts, mm-hmm. but that would be the Snyder Cut. So what do you think uh, of it? Let, t- talk to me about your thoughts. Um, well, my thoughts on the DCEU are pretty... I, I could care less about the whole DC cinematic universe, honestly. So that's my starting point. <laughs> I have seen all of the movies at some point. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you, like, as I was watching the Snyder Cut, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of do remember this happening in the original. Like, I watched that original, and it just came and went from my brain completely. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Which is same okay. Thing with, same thing with uh, Batman versus Superman. Like, I, I just, <laughs> like, I watched them, and I was like, okay, there's some cool scenes. And you've been you've been uh, sure to bring this up multiple times. Probably one of the best Batman scenes of all time um, <laughs> is in is in, that's in Batman vs Superman, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that warehouse scene. Yeah. Where he's but getting Martha. That, <laughs> yes. But other than, yeah, that's the Martha movie to me. That's all I that really is. remember about it. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I couldn't. It took me a while to kind of remember what all happened between the two original movies. Um, as far as the Snyder Cut goes, though, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing. I mean, it was it was better than fine. Let's better say than that. fine. <laughs> yeah. What? So was it better than the original release? You would think. It was certainly more m- memorable, for sure. Like uh, more of it stuck with me. Um, I remember the characters a lot more, because um, like I could not, for the life of me, like you know could tell you anything about cyborg from the from the original cut well, um and I, he was and i think mainly what? cut out of the original like his his story yeah. plot was completely changed that's kind of what i've um gathered yeah and it's um seems that seems like that's the storyline they get the most um new content um but yeah just in general everything um i liked it yeah i i like the way you know what it reminded me of um it rem- reminded me a lot of Watchmen, hmm. um, which is kind of makes sense because Watchmen was one of his earlier big take this whole big story and jam it into a then a two hour movie. Though I think there's an extended cut of Watchmen that I haven't seen. But oh, um, with Snyder, there's always an extended cut. You know, yeah, <laughs> there's always the director's cut for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I like it. I like I like the way he makes movies. Um, it's just, unfortunately, some of them don't hit me as much as others. And, um, but this one did, I liked it. Good. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, that's enough said about Justice League, to be honest. I mean, if (laughs) if we wanted to, we could do a whole show about it, but at the same time, I think your, your, your sentiments are pretty spot on, but I did want to talk about another superhero, uh, bit of material that I've been material material that I've been observing lately when that is. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, Justin, I'm oh, going to yeah. pose this question to you now. At the start of this show, in front of all of our listeners, next episode for May, 
what say you to doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, absolutely. Nah, yeah, it's very on set. brand for us to talk Marvel stuff. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so if it's if it's superheroes, most likely you're going to hear about it over here for yeah. sure. Um, but Falcon Winter Soldier has, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go too far into it, but I've, I've actually really enjoyed what I've seen with that show so far. Um, very impressed with the choices that they've made, honestly, uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of the ways it goes. So looking forward to how that goes and how that concludes, because there's only one episode left as of recording right now. Yeah. So we'll we'll be sure to discuss that in in detail in Yeah, I'll uh, be excited to look at that again. Um another superhero thing that I've been watching. I don't know if you've been watching this at all. Um Invincible, the Invincible uh Have series not. on Amazon Prime. I've seen you um, and Josh talk about it in Discord. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think yeah, there's a few people watching it. Um it's good. It's basically um uh evil Superman story, basically. So um, and, uh, it's, it's good. Um, I've heard the latest episode, um, gets crazy. I need to watch it. I'm a little bit behind. So, and is that, um, that's animated, right? That is animated. It is. It's some people are going to be really turned off by it cause it's animated in a, let's say an eighties esque fashion. Like Harvey Birdman? Lo- uh, yeah. Very low detail. Um, but, um, still and but very br- vibrant um colors um but yeah a lot of you know not a lot of facial animation or anything like that like a lot of just static screens um <laughs> stuff like that so okay um and this is, is an a, amazon uh, this is amazon right? prime yep okay um and then one other uh show i suggest everyone watch um search party on hbo max um definitely a good one to watch with um a significant other um it's definitely a good uh first season is basically scooby-doo but with millennials uh murder mystery kind of thing isn't um, scooby-doo basically with millennials already uh are they millennials you know probably. if you think back to it they're kind of millennials <laughs> yeah probably yeah you're right um very privileged uh i would say <laughs> um um with their lifestyle <laughs> um but yeah, uh, very good. Every season is a little bit different and almost acts as a different genre. It kind of goes weird places, but I highly suggest it. Me and my wife binged it in like two weeks. Um, all four seasons that are currently available um, with a fifth season coming at some point. Nice. Cool. So. So yeah, so I have not seen that. Uh, and the only other thing that I've watched lately, to be honest, because I've been busy with all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to go into that. But the only thing I've been watching other than uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been, have you, do you ever watch the Food Network, the cooking channels? I don't watch any of the current stuff, but yeah, in the past, I I enjoy cooking shows. Okay. Well, so I think I've talked about this before, how I have Discovery Plus, and they have like all the shows from the different cooking channels on there. But they have this current show that's actually airing right now, and the finale, Justin, is airing as we record this. So I'm choosing to podcast tonight with you, dear sir, I, instead of watching. I feel nothing could have raised my spirits higher than hearing that. <laughs> um, but this show is called Tournament of Champions, and it takes like all these like celebrity or really great cooks, chefs. Well, I'm gonna call them chefs. I don't want to demean them at all. Uh, so like Justin Warner's in it, and you know you know Kevin Austin. He's Justin Warner saying he's Moonlights. Um, he's in it. And he's one of like the, the, the people that writes down what happens and 
Um, there's, you know, other people that are in there, but the, the people, the stuff that they create is so weird because they take this big randomizer. Think of like a spinning locks and there's like six different things. There's like the type of protein that you have to use, the type mm. of tools that you have to use, the, the yep. ethnicity that you have to use, and then the time that you have to do it. And, and, uh, they roll all those things as a randomizer and they get some crazy off the wall stuff that they just have to literally cook in like 30 minutes and create this fantastic restaurant quality amazing yeah. dish and then it's it's a blind judge competition anyway it's really good uh fantastic watch if you have discovery plus or the the food network uh i definitely suggest the tournament of champions because it's it's pretty good i mean it's a, it's a cooking show and you know people have their connotations about that but it's actually really good so uh, i think kevin austin would definitely appreciate that one. Yeah, that, that sounds right up my alley as far as that's the kind of cooking show that I definitely prefer. Um, so is Justin Warner a contestant or is he like the main? He's, um, so Guy Fieri is the host. He's always okay. the host. Guy Fieri yep. always a host. Yes. And uh, Justin is one of the um, liaisons between the chef and the judges. Gotcha. Yep, because yep. the guy they don't... Uh, walking out onto the to the different tables and stuff like that, and right. reporting back, and yeah. Then he so there's any questions about the, the dish yep. or anything like yep. that? Yeah, he'll Very he'll cool. he'll answer the questions for for one of the chefs. Very cool. So it's actually a really cool show. I, I uh, recommend it for sure. But that is that is all that I've been watching. So without further ado, Justin, what do you think about Godzilla versus Kong? First off, the the question I need to ask going into this. Were you on the right side of history being Team Godzilla, or were you on the wrong side of history with Team Kong? I was definitely more of a team, team Kong guy, mm. unfortunately. We're going to be at odds there. <laughs> I mean, so a little bit of, you know, how I prepped before watching this movie. I've not seen any of the new Godzilla or King Kong movies. Even so before no watching background. it, did you go in blind? Oh, I went in completely blind. <laughs> and so the only thing I have to go off was was the um the art, um the uh movie art. And all I seen was that like Kong had some sort of hammer of some kind. And I was like, that looks pretty awesome. He's got an actual ha- weapon. He's gotta be the winner. Clearly. So um and you know, he's a giant ape and you know, they're smart and Godzilla's just a big dumb lizard, so you know. <laughs> I was definitely Team Kong. Uh, I can't believe you. Uh, yes. This podcast has been a great run, Justin. Um, <laughs> if it's enjoyed, but you know, we've got I have to failed you. <laughs> you have failed. Uh, so this movie, uh, it did release on HBO Max, but also released in theaters. Justin, did you watch it on HBO Max, or did you venture out into the theater? I have yet to attend a movie theater in the year 2021. Um, yeah, so about low stick- 2021. I am still still sticking with good old HBO Max. Same here. So I definitely took advantage of watching it on HBO Max via my subscription. And I watched it in 4K with HDR on my TV, and it looked fantastic. I enjoyed it. It also, I think, had Dolby Sound, so I had my Atmos mm-hmm. uh, effect, the full effect. Which, you know, for me, watching on my screen with Atmos... I feel like I don't need to go to a theater. But here's the thing. With a movie like Godzilla vs. Kong, 
you do want to see it in the biggest screen possible. Like, I remember going to see the, the original Godzilla and the Kong movie on, on the IMAX screens, and they had tuned the, the audio to shake your, your, your chairs. Uh, there is something missing about that, but I, I did love watching it at home, being able to just you know pause it, play it whenever I could, and if I had to take care of the children, go tend to them and then come back. But uh, I do, HBO Max and Warner Brothers, this whole thing that's going on right now, I have to say, I really, really, really enjoy being able to watch this at home. I wouldn't have minded uh, paying the money to go to the theater to watch it at all, but also I don't think I would want to venture out yet, and I have not yet ventured out to a theater in 2021 either, or 2020 for that matter. I was trying to think, the last movie I saw in the theater was probably the last Marvel movie that came out, which would have been Spider-Man? Yes. Wow. So that's been a while for me to be at the theater, so... Anyway, so this movie, since you went in blind, you went in without seeing any of the previous three movies, because there was the Godzilla reboot that had um, Walter White, what's his name? The guy that played Brian Walter Cranston. White. Yes, Brian Cranston. Had Walter White in it, and then there was the sequel to that one, which was King of the Monsters, and then there was the Kong Skull Island, and those all have kind of led up into this. But the funny thing, Justin, is... There is connective tissue between those movies and this one, but a lot of it they didn't even pay attention to. Mm -hmm. So there were relatives that our characters in this movie were actually related to, but they didn't mention that at all during the film. Uh, and you just you have like some of the re repeat, uh, repeating characters, like Millie Bobby Brown and her dad were in King of the Monsters, and then um, I think it's an all-new cast on the Kong side of things because the other Kong movie was set like in the 20s uh, or the 40s. It was around the Vietnam gotcha. era. Vietnam yeah, era. Yeah. Uh, which was, I think, Vietnam was the Six 60s. 60s. Yeah, 60s. So that's kind of the, the lead-up into this, right? And so now you're bringing this into present day. Uh, they are facing each other. But you know what's weird, Justin, to me, going into this movie, even when I saw the trailers for this movie, was I remember Godzilla being massive, right? Simply, you know, huge, taller than skyscrapers, which it, they seemed to do two things. They seemed to scale Godzilla down just a little bit and also scale Kong up just a little bit because there were those scenes when they were, like, running at each other, you know, the, the mm -hmm. typical fight scenes, and they were, like, evenly matched. And... I just I have to wonder if they if they did that for this just to make them appear evenly matched because to me Kong is a little bit smaller maybe like not half the size but maybe like you know a third less of the size than Kong so I that was kind of a glaring thing but once you once I got past that I was able to set aside my my skeptical brain because <laughs> there's a lot of things in this movie <laughs> that you didn't want to have a critical brain on yeah. Um, but tell me, what did you think? So you came in blind. What did you think of the introduction, first off, of our titular monsters and the supporting cast that you meet? So I will get into that in just a second. But first, you know, hearing you talk about how you watch this movie, we, I did watch it on HBO Max, but I did not say where I watched it on HBO Max. Did you watch it on your phone? <laughs> oh, no, Justin. <laughs> 
You, you oh, got this man. as we record. You got this beautiful TV behind you. I do, yeah. <laughs> but you watched it on your phone. I'm assuming you were away. I I was away in sort of sorts. <laughs> um, so I have this nasty habit of you watching um, the bathroom, didn't this you? This is I'm revealing a lot about my personal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I mean no, I did not watch King Kong uh, <laughs> or King uh, you know versus Godzilla. While I was going to the bathroom, um, I did watch it on my phone. I'm revealing a lot about my personal preferences here mm. and how I my behavior. So, at work, I work in a manufacturing building. Um, I get a half hour to hour lunch every day. I like to, you know, heat up, grab. You know, if I need, if I need, if I'm gonna go grab food, I'll go out and grab it. I like to come back to work, go out to my car roll the window down a little bit, maybe get a little bit of fresh air, and I sit in my car and eat my lunch. Sounds sad. It's not. It's actually very enjoyable. Well, you're social distancing. It. You're fine. Exactly. I don't want to be in the <laughs> lunchroom, and the lunchroom smells awful. That's a side point. Anyways. It smells like burnt fish. Yes. I do this every day. I needed something to watch on my lunch break. I was like, well, I do got to watch Godzilla uh, versus Kong. I guess I will watch it on my phone. Um, I watched, uh, so this also means I didn't watch it in one sitting. Um, I did watch uh, the second half of my, of my, which is probably the better half to watch. I did watch on the big screen. Um, so the, I did yeah, watch that. Yeah, that would be the better TV. half to watch, for sure. Yes. Um, but I had to confess that I'm sorry. I'm very guilty. I'm that person. I'm that person that I honestly hate. I hate myself for doing this. So, so Justin, you were on the wrong side of the battle fight. And you've admitted now to watching this on a small, small little screen where you probably yes. didn't know what was going on. That's two strikes in this one episode. <laughs> I know. It's really awful. Um, by the way, this is also how I watched the Snyder Cut. Um, oh, no. And that was even smaller because of the whole 4x3. Yes, exactly, 100%. <laughs> and I thought I should... I, I'm not the only person to think this, I'm sure, but I thought I should just tweet at um, Zack Snyder and be like, I watched your film in the best way possible on in 4.3 format on my iPhone. You should also CC uh, Christopher Nolan in that tweet, too. Yes, yes. I'm sure you'd really <laughs> enjoy that. Via HBO Max, his favorite service. Mm-hmm. Um Anyways, back to the actual movie um, and the actual content that was there. Yes, I didn't watch it in the best format possible, but um, I, I I liked it. Uh, they obviously set up Godzilla to be the bad guy off the beginning, but like right away, this film, the humans are cartoonishly evil um, mm-hmm. in, in this film. They which, even almost like snicker every now and then. Yes, it's yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. Um, I could have done without uh, Millie Bobby Brown and that whole side of the story, honestly. With um, the podcaster? I mean, that was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like all of the actors, the three main actors in that the, those whole segments, um, especially the podcaster. I don't know his, can't remember what his character name was, but um, hilarious actor. And I've seen lots of other things. Um but the actual Godzilla stuff and the Kong stuff I thought was very cool. Um, yeah, it is. I feel like they did try to explain away the Kong thing by they mentioned something. They like slipped something in the movie. They were like, "Oh, he continually grows. He'll never stop growing," um, 
or something like that, that he was mm-hmm. just a baby when they first met him. I don't know. Um, that's why he is suddenly the size of Godzilla. But uh, um, okay. um, it is also if he, but even within the movie, I felt like when he's by himself, he looks smaller. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden when he's next to Godzilla, he's as big as Godzilla. It doesn't quite make sense, but yeah. Cause like, um, those that little ship that they were flying yeah. around on, like they sat on his chest, and it was like the half of his chest. Like, exactly, that doesn't even make a sense. It makes zero sense. Um, but I like the introduction of both uh, uh, titular monsters and um, the action. For me, this movie, it's all about the action, right? And I thought all of the action beats were pretty cool, um, starting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a movie where it is all about the action. Uh, so I, I do like the way that they introduce the characters, not the characters, the, the monsters. Uh, you first see Kong in his habitat that they've kind of enclosed him in, a monitoring facility that keeps him separate from Godzilla because if Godzilla finds out about him, they say that he'll come and there will only be one king of the monsters. And yada, yada. Anyway, um, and then when they introduced Godzilla, I knew from the get-go that there was more to him attacking than it being a random attack. I mean, the, the plot of this movie was very thin. It was just to get them to fight, and then it was to get them to fight together and have a draw at the end with them kind of looking at each other longingly across the city. Um, <laughs> so I, I did enjoy the way that they introduced them, though. I thought that that was uh, pretty clever with 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 the advent of Mechagodzilla the inclusion of the like the podcaster guy and the whole Millie Bobby Brown side of things, uh, I could have done without as well. The Alexander Skarsgård character, I understand why he has to kind of be in it. Uh, so the characters on the Kong side, I, I get it. We, we follow them through with Kong to get him to, uh, ultimately, to fight Godzilla and Mechagodzilla. So... Uh, I did like their characters a little bit more because they played more of a part, but Millie and those other two characters didn't do anything. Like, they literally didn't do anything, except, I guess, they did spill the whiskey on the console bar to to make Mechagodzilla for some yeah. reason. <laughs> that is ultimately their contribution. That to is the- all they did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I think that this movie, if you watch it, you need to this is not a an existential movie by any means right you're you're not questioning the universe <laughs> in this movie they they're talking about hollow earth for crying out loud so we we see them their whole game is to get to hollow earth for apex to get this source of whatever is powering these titan monsters and then to give that digital signature so it can be recreated up to the people to power mechagodzilla which, Mechagodzilla, by the way, was uh, made from the neurological, or whatever you call it, um, fabric? Link skull. Her, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Of the first... So in the first Godzilla, the, the monster that they had there, what they called Mudo Zero, I think it was, but I can't actually remember the name of it. Um, that was in that movie. So there's another piece of connective tissue. And that's, that's what they were doing to power Mechagodzilla. So... The whole point of this movie is just to get Mechagodzilla off the ground and to blame Godzilla to make people turn against their quote-unquote savior, which I don't know why you would call him a savior after like taking fighting another monster. I don't know. He's, 
he probably killed millions of people oh. in the same time. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot, a lot of scenes in this movie where they refer to both of them. They, they, clearly these human characters love these monsters, um, for their own individual reasons. They think Godzilla is a savior and King Kong's, you know, gentle. Look at how he interacts with this child. Mm-hmm. But then you watch them fight or anything they do, honestly, literally anything they do, just, they must be murdering thousands and thousands, if not millions, millions of people. Yeah. The way they just destroy the cities is like, it's almost, it's hysterical. Absolutely uh-huh. hysterical. Um, well, like when they attacked Pensacola, it was laser precision. But when it was Hong Kong, it was like every building was being leveled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so not to mention like the cost to have these things exist in the world. Um, you know, and, and just do that occasionally for whatever reason is insane. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't, you know, you can't, you can't look again. The, the story is razor thin, so mm-hmm. you don't want to look into it too much or, um, you know, you know, who knows? We don't know what it's like to live in a world where monsters like that exist. So in a world where lizards exist and fight apes. Yes, Exactly. Well, I guess lizards do exist, and they might fight apes. I don't know. Um, so, this movie, though, there is so much that it... They want you to suspend so much disbelief to move around. and Yeah. Y- yeah you have to go into this movie with the intent of receiving just an action film. Very, very cool visuals, which they delivered on those. And just, like, you know, something to entertain you for two hours. And I think... That they delivered on. So, what what do you think as far as what you were expecting from this movie and what you got? I was expecting um, very little, honestly. Um, and I wasn't even excited to watch it. I was kind of, I was very, I was like skeptical. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm probably not going to like it because it's literally only action. I'm like, quite <laughs> honestly, I don't watch a ton of like straight up action movies period um you know like i haven't even watched like all of the john wicks or anything like that. i haven't watched some of the best action movies of the last decade it's just not my favorite genre um probably because i'm watching a lot of movies on my iphone on my lunch break <laughs> you can't tell what's uh, going on what happened? yeah um so i didn't have a lot of expectation i was uh, some the expectations were met for sure. Um, no, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I really liked it. In fact, I was like, oh, I should probably watch the other movies in this series, because um, if it's just cool visuals for a couple hours, um, with kind of a story in the background with actor, you know, they always get good actors for those human stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Brian Cranston and Jack black and you know all, all kinds of famous actors well, in all the other movies the jack black one was the peter jackson king kong which is not <laughs> in this not in this one okay who was tom hiddleston uh, who, he, he was in tom hiddleston who uh, plays loki he okay, was in yep. kong skull islands so okay. was brie larson and so was sam jackson so they had like nick fury oh, captain yeah. marvel and loki in the same movie together. that's hilarious Oh, and uh, John Ciarelli was in that movie too. Okay, that's okay. That's that's ringing a bell now. I definitely, um, but yeah, it's like all these great actors. So like I like the human sides of these movies. I assume are all like entertaining enough. 
it's just like you don't want to think about what they're doing too much because mm-hmm. it's not smart. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was thoroughly entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first watched this movie, because I've watched it twice, so I watched it the first time on my uh, 4K HDR, you know, the best mm-hmm. presentation possible. The second time was today, and I put it on upstairs, which is just like a standard definition TV. It, I mean, it's 1080p. And I had, like, I was, had the kids with me, and it was kind of in the background, and I was paying halfway attention to it. And in either scenario, I actually enjoyed my viewing, even though, like, I probably got, like, 50% of the movie today <laughs> versus, yeah. you know, like, the 100% of the other day. But it was just one of those things where it's in the background, and it's perfect for background noise-type movie. Or it's actually a nice one just to sit down and get some popcorn and just, like, escape from the world, right? You You can... Watch a movie about um, um, a couple big guys fighting each other and forget a little bit about the things that we're seeing outside of the house for just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So in both respects, I think it works. Um, it does not work on a lot of like the plot points and story beats. We kind of mentioned that. Uh, the acting is okay, but you don't really go to this movie for the acting, right? Uh, you're not watching it for that. Um, but I did like the acting of the little girl. To be honest, the little girl in the movie mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that was uh, the one that signed to yeah. to Kong. Uh, she was actually probably the best actor in this movie. <laughs> to be honest, like the way that she was just she had because she's actually deaf actors, and okay. so the way that she performed, she was giving all that through her body language, through her like visuals on her face and everything like that. I thought that she actually did a fantastic job, and uh, I, I was bought in on her character. The rest of them I could do without, but hers and the way that she interacted with Kong and like the way that she kind of brought that emotion of Kong to it, I thought that was actually really effective. Um, were there any standouts to you as far as the acting cast? No, I mean I I did. There were some funny moments um, with the. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown group, um, you know, a, a few, uh, you know, those types of chuckle. It's not even a chuckle. It's a, it's enough to make you breathe um, air through your nose. We go, hmm. yeah, it's one of the, I got, I got a couple one of, of those. those. Yeah. I got a couple of those with that group. Um, but that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. And no, I mean, the the visual effects team <laughs> that's mm-hmm. who that's who made this movie enjoyable to me oh yeah um for sure and um, honestly the visual effects were really good i i absolutely. had no problem with the visuals the the fight in the ocean um i, I that, that's just a cool idea it's like obviously what do you do when godzilla who's in his natural element the water mm-hmm. fights king kong who's literally hopping between battleships mm-hmm. another suspension of belief that the second he jumps on one of those battleships that doesn't just sink, yeah. but you have to get over that quickly. Um, like that, like having fight, my monsters fight in water cannot be easy to like, um, you know, do the visual effects for that whole scene. Um, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. It was, it was an awesome fight. Mm-hmm. So, and the fight when it was in Hong Kong, like it was, they did both day and night cycle. So you had the nighttime mm-hmm. fights and you had, you know, when, when Kong had the, the ax, and they had the whole, you know, the the fire breath and uh, him blocking it with his axe. I was like, oh, it's like, you know, 
uh, Yoda with a lightsaber, you know, blocking yeah. the, the force <laughs> lightning. Um, and then when when they did bring out finally Mechagodzilla, and they had that three way fight between all of them, like teaming up together against Mechagodzilla, I thought that looked really good. Like the way that they implemented like the different weaponry that Mechagodzilla had against yeah. the two of them, and then how they were able like to team up and take him down. Uh, I really thought that they did a fantastic job with those fights. Like I, I couldn't ask for more in in those moments in, for that movie. I mean, for ex- exactly what I wanted, I would say I got out of this movie. So earlier in the show, we we you evoked Batman v Superman, and you know the whole Martha scene. And mm-hmm. I was just waiting for the whole save Mothra scene, you know, from this one. Like, Kong would be like, save Mothra or something to, to, to Godzilla. And he's like, why did you say that name? <laughs> um, so I, I think that from, from that aspect, it's, it's exactly what I wanted from this movie. Because you go in thinking, okay, they're, they're not going to be enemies at the end of this movie. There's going to be some other third threat that comes up. And sure enough, there was, and they they made peace with each other. They they did their thing. Kong drops the axe at the end, signifying, "Hey, we're good, we're bros." Um, and then I think Godzilla gives in a little <laughs> noise or whatever mm-hmm. and walks away. And you know, going into this movie, that's exactly what I thought would happen. They would part ways. They'd both be alive because you're not going to kill off King Kong and Godzilla uh, in this fashion. So, anyway, for me, overall, as a package, I thought the movie delivered what I wanted. Um, and I've seen it twice. I've watched it twice. Uh, that's, that should speak volumes, because uh, what was the last movie that they put out on HBO Max? Um, King of Monsters? Oh, on HBO Max. Um, what did we watch? We, 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 we talked about it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Whatever it was, was not memorable. <laughs> I did not watch it a second time. I mean, well, technically, Snyder Cut was the last thing that came out on HBO Max before this movie, but, um, geez. You know, we both have young children. This is just our life now. It's just forgetting, <laughs> you know, you stuff happens and you immediately forget about it the next day. Um, I was excited about whatever it was, too trying to remember but i mean this makes for terrible podcasting but if you're listening to this point you know who we are and what we're talking about right i mean you're probably s- screaming right now at the top of your lungs what it was um but whatever it was i only watched it once you, i think you're frantically trying I, to figure it out weren't you i'm looking right now and i don't see anything that we would have watched we would have talked about honestly tom and jerry no, and I so funny story about Tom and Jerry is I thought my my son would like that, so I put it on for him, and he did not like it. There was not enough yeah. Tom and Jerry in the Tom and Jerry movie. Every time that Tom and Jerry was on the screen, he liked it, but they weren't on there often enough for him. All right, let's let's find out, dear listeners, what were the HBO Max movies? What one did we talk about? Survey says... Wonder Woman, 84. Yes, that's what it was. Wonder Woman, 1984. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show what... Uh... <laughs> Did we actually do a show on that? Did we talk about Wonder Woman, 1984? Maybe we didn't actually talk about it as a whole episode. I don't think we did. I don't know. Did we? I, Nathan, it's just, you know... Our time is so joyous together. I don't really think about the movies. It's really about your, your it's company. It's the conversation. It's being yeah, with absolutely. each other. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, quick note though on um, Snyder Cut. This is completely unrelated to anything we've just been talking about, except for I did you notice that like Wonder Woman seems way more awesome in the Snyder Cut, like the Justice League movie, than she does in her own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems so like her powers are so weak and underutilized in her own mo- film, but then in Justice League, she's like an awesome fighter. Um, I just, I, I noticed that right away. I was like, oh, this is why Wonder Woman is actually like on par with Superman and everyone else. Whereas in her own movie, she's being bested by a rock. So. <laughs> yes, this is true. Bested by a rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did not actually cover Wonder Woman, by the way. We did not do an episode for that. So, uh, we're, right. we're okay. We did a soul instead of Wonder That's Woman. That's right. Which was the better choice because Soul is a way better movie. Yes. I agree. Um, so the next big movie that I think to come out on HBO Max that's going to be one of those uh, theater releases is going to be, I believe, that Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's the next one or just something, but that is definitely coming uh, April 23rd, which is just around the corner actually from where we're at today. Uh, just to kind of give you a look forward as to other other movies, there's another one coming out May 14th, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Then May, or sorry, then June 4th, The Conjuring. Then June 11th, In the Heights. July 16th, the next one I'm going to watch, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm-hmm. I actually did recently rewatch Space Jam with my son. He enjoyed that. Uh, and then August 6th is The Suicide Squad. Uh, depending on how that looks, I might see it. I might not. I don't, it, Suicide Squad doesn't do anything for me. Oh, really? Then, yeah, not. Did you watch the latest trailer for it? And that that that, that no. whole series, that that whatever their thing is, that doesn't get. That's not it for you. No, that's. Is is this one James Gunn? Is he doing this one? He is. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you can tell that makes it more interesting. It's definitely. Um, it's a rated. I think it's rated R. I sure it is. I think it's 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 a rated R James Gunn comic book movie. You know, we don't. It's kind of him doing more crazy stuff than he's allowed to do with Marvel. So nice. Uh, and then uh, just to round out the rest of the year, just because uh, this is what's on the schedule right now. Reminiscence. I'm not sure what that is. August twenty seventh. Uh, Malignant. September tenth. The Merry Saints of Network. The many, many saints, yeah. Many saints in Newark, yeah. That's September the 24th. Sopranos prequel. Oh, okay. Featuring his, uh, what's his face? His son is actually playing his father's role. Huh. I've never seen the Sopranos, but I think you're talking about James Gandolfini. Yeah, his okay. son is playing a younger version of Tony Soprano. Nice. Cool. So that's interesting to see how that will work out. Yeah. Uh, another one that I actually do want to see coming out October first, Dune. Yeah. And then Cry Macho, October 22nd. King Richard, November 19th. And then Matrix on December 22nd. So that's what's looking forward uh, coming out on the movie side of things. So if you have HBO Max and you don't want to go to the theaters, which I do not blame you, I don't want to go to the theaters either right now. Those are what's coming soon for HBO Max. But I did want to talk a little bit about this. So Godzilla is an interesting case study. In the way that, you know, this box office versus versus viewership uh, goes. So, there was reported that 3.6 million households 
watched at least five minutes of the movie. <laughs> so 3.6 million households in the U.S. and 225,000 in the U.K. So let's do some math here real quick. Bring up my calculator app. We're going to do... Uh, let's see, where did my numbers go? We're going to do 225 and then add that to 3.6 million. 3600000 equals. Okay, and then we're going to take that times 15. And then we'll say that they got about 57 million from HBO Max for this viewing. Okay? Okay. And so then the actual box office numbers, they grossed 80.5 million in the US and Canada and over 307 million in overseas territories. So a worldwide total of about 390, add that to the 57, you're looking at about 447 million. Okay. For this box office. Now, okay. I, 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 that's I mean that's a very successful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have a list here of other Godzilla movies. Um, and so King of Monsters came out in 2019. So pre-pandemic. And total box office. Because this was the only, you know, the only way to really see it. You know, there's obviously no HBO Max to release to. Was 383 million. Um, so rough guesstimate, you know, based off of nathan's math <laughs> um is what we'll call it um i mean they could have possibly made more money doing the dual um release you know if you want to attribute this that month's 15 dollars towards this movie alone mm-hmm. um certainly you could see it that way yeah because i think that they took away the free trials before Wonder Woman came out so that they people couldn't do a free trial for a month just to see a movie and then quit. Yep. So you you have to think that they have data that shows how many people have watched it and most likely most likely a good chunk of HBO Max subscribers have watched this movie. And so you attribute that and I'm sure you look at these subscription services and they have to do some sort of algorithm to show you what the profits actually are for them for these things. But kind of just using that rough estimate, and this is only uh, since April 18th is when this movie came out. No, 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 sorry. This is, these numbers are as of April 18th. So that just kind of gives you a rough estimate of where we're at to date. Uh, about $447 million globally when you factor in the $15 subscription cost and the number of people that have been reported to watch it. So, again, I think it's actually pretty good. And if we take... I'm going to do another calculation here. Just just for fun. This is fun time now. Math is fun. Did you know that? <laughs> we're going to do another calculation, and we're going to take our... What did I say? Was that 45 million? Yeah. 45 million. And divide that by our total 447. Now we're looking about 10%. So they got about 10% of the total gross from the box office. Or from the from HBO Max. Which isn't bad. So that kind of tells you, you're not really shooting yourself in the foot by releasing these things on streaming. And if anything, 
you could be increasing your engagement because people are talking about it on social media. People are, uh, you know, convincing their friends, hey, you should watch this, you should check this out. Even if they themselves have watched on HBO Max, their friend might be like, well, I'm just going to go to the theater and watch it. So I think that this is a successful um, experiment for them. And the the numbers will be interesting to see what happens with these other movies as they come out. But being that this is that first big test case, oh, I guess Wonder Woman also released in the theater, but it was abysmal if it did. Uh, just kind of see what these numbers do, what they happen. So anyway, I'm uh, rambling now. Sorry. No, no, I, 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 I think it's fascinating what's going on with everyone cries to see these movies on H, you know, have them released to HBO Max. Basically, they think it's awesome. The film, you know, Hollywood does not seem to agree, um, you know, as far as the actors and uh, directors. Well, I've, I've heard a lot of actors saying, I don't really care as long as people are seeing my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's some of the big name directors, obviously, who are most upset. But, um, I mean, if anything, you can see those numbers really prove that movie theaters aren't going anywhere. Because mm-hmm. movie theaters are the only thing that justify making them, you know, spending several hundred million dollars to make a movie because mm-hmm. most of the money is still coming from box office. So movie theaters aren't going anywhere. Um, but really, yeah, like you said, releasing them at home does not shoot the film in the foot. So why not do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and HBO max is one of the most expensive streaming services. Um, so maybe they can justify it more than anyone else. It's like they're $15 is a pretty big, you know, um, yeah, you know, it's gonna hold back a lot of people from actually joining it unless they really want to see those movies. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's very interesting. We'll we will see. I think it'll. I think it would maybe hurt um, smaller films more than anything else. You know, you're 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 not your big box office hits. It's like because why would I go see some melodrama movie? In a theater, if I can just watch mm-hmm. it at home. Um, True. Like Godzilla real, versus Kong, you want to see in a big screen. Except there for is you, a you reason to go see that in IMAX for, mm-hmm. you know, you'll know, throw even more money at it. So um, we will see, though. Though, I, I mean, quite honestly, I love dramas and comedies and stuff like that. I don't see them in a the theater hardly ever. I wait until they come out on video, anyways. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know who's seeing those movies in theater, but not me. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few, but not most of the time that I go out to the theater for these big action, heavy comic book type movies. Yeah. Explosions. That's what gets me out into the theater. So, well, do you have anything else to say about Godzilla versus Kong, good sir? I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered it. I think our, um, you know, our conversation here had more, um, more meat to it than the story of King. <laughs> Of King Kong vs. Godzilla, so I liked it. It was it was a good. It was a fun watch. I'll say that. Yeah. If you do go back and watch the other three movies, uh, I'd be mm-hmm. curious to know what you think of them. Um, yeah. If uh, if you watch them, let me know. All right. Well, next time, as we mentioned before, we will be back in next month, and we will discuss the Falcon and Winter Soldier, or is it Winter Soldier and the Falcon? Anyway, Falcon, those two Falcon guys. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, we'll be talking about that for our May episode. So until then, thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained.